This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. When they hose down the streets in New Orleans, man, I'm telling you, that is an event. Because you can't imagine what you see going down the street. I mean, seriously. Chester clearly excited. Big man, the, he, uh, I tell you, he is. He, when I got back yesterday, <laughs> um, there's a lot going on in our family. But when I got back yesterday, these two right here yeah. were, that was the definition of love. When I got, well, when I opened right up in. the door, oh my goodness. They were howling and going in circles and bouncing around. They were so excited to see me. The master was back. Master was back. Yeah. Because Amy said that, you know, like for four or five days, the dogs just followed her all over the house. And they knew my truck was in the back. Yeah. So they knew, like, where's master? Mrs. P's hidden master. Yeah. He's still around here somewhere. But yeah. when I rolled in there yesterday afternoon, man, those were some happy pups, man. Nothing. Like, there's nothing better. Like Kathy Bates in misery. She'd locked you up in a room. They were so excited. There you go. No, uh, but they're you know Chester, yeah. kind of bummed out about Haley Van Lith in Louisville. He was disappointed with that. Yeah, but tell, that's, that's really, his favorite player. That's really crushed him. He's, he's a, all right. Yeah. Uh, Seth Greenberg coming up at nine thirty this morning. We'll talk to the coach about what has been a wow, wildly entertaining NCAA basketball Fantastic. tournament. It's really good. Uh, kind of the notes on college basketball season. What's your okay? What's your takeaway? Big picture college basketball. What's your ACC takeaway from the last three weeks? The league was great. I mean, 14-5 and five on the men's side. The women went 12-8. and eight. Right. Now, again, the object's to cut down the nets, right? Sure. You, you, you want to be that team, right? And in, in NC State, Louisville were one seeds on the ladies' side. Louisville gets to a Final Four. NC State, the disappointing loss to UConn. Um, you didn't cut the nets down. South Carolina did. Men's side? Hey, I thought Duke as a two got a shot, yeah. right? North Carolina gets red hot, does their thing. Um, Miami, a fantastic run to the Elite Eight, first time ever. I thought the men's side over-delivered. I thought the women's side, in some respects, given the depth and the quality at the top, didn't quite get the job done. Played right? the Which, script a little bit. Yeah, so it was just kind of almost polar opposites <laughs> right. in some respects of what your expectations were. But at the end of the day, like I said, the ACC went 26-13. and 13 in the tournament for the men and the women. Pretty good. Uh, the Big 12 went 22 and 11. The Big East went 16 and 10. The Big 10 went 19 and 15. Uh, the SEC was 15 and 13. The Pac-12, 10 and 9. The, the, note, the reason I bring those up, those are your Power 6 leagues. Mm-hmm. All right? Every women's Power 6 league finished 500 or better in the tournament. Okay. Every men's Power 6 league finished above 500 or better except for the southeastern conference that's pretty impressive yeah when you start talking about the power leagues really i thought delivered in the ncaa tournament Mm -hmm. uh the men's tournament was awesome from an acc perspective going 14 and 5 right as i mentioned earlier today those five losses one was obviously the duke carolina game we had to yet you had to have one loss there but the other four losses came from the big 12 and I think you tip your cap to the Big 12. Not only Kansas winning the national title, but their league has always been consistently good and deep. And, you know, you, you get props. I mean, they got the job done. And, you know, you think about the teams that lost in the league. Virginia Tech, red hot of the ACC tournament, lost to Texas. Uh, Notre Dame had a nice run in the NCAA tournament, lost a close one to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And then Kansas eliminated Miami, and they eliminated North Carolina with great, incredible second-half comebacks and played well to do it. So I thought the tournament as a whole was phenomenal. It was great to watch as a basketball fan from an ACC perspective. 
you know, 14 and 5 feels really good, even though you're this close for cutting down the nets. Big picture. It's going to be interesting, and we'll, we'll dive in a little more of this when we start talking about next year as much as we can talk about it, given the volatility of rosters, and we're just talking about coaching moves a moment ago. College basketball needed something good to happen, though, in March. Didn't you think, Pac, after tournament two years ago got bagged, last year limited fans, singular venue type situation, that college basketball, men and women, but especially the men's side, kind of needed a good event. I just think, I'll be honest with you, it's even more than college basketball was. I, I think as a society, after two years of COVID, and we're yeah. still in it now. I mean, let me emphasize, we're still in this pandemic, even though we kind of see light at the end of the tunnel. I think all of us needed it. It's much like this week when you turn on the tube and you're going to watch the Masters, even right. if you're not a golf fan. It's going to be cool to see crowds and noise and energy and excitement and the best at what they do do their thing. That's what I thought was great about March Madness. It felt like yesteryear again. Crowds were awesome. The games were close. There were upsets. Older teams kind right. of reminded me of yesteryear, if you will, that we saw juniors and seniors playing basketball and not just a bunch of freshmen, one-and-dones, and sophomores. Um, I thought it was refreshing for us as fans, yeah. much yeah. less just college basketball as a whole. But I, I thought it was tremendous. I really did. And I thought the NCAA, for the most part, did a nice job. They could, As critical as I am of the NCAA, mm-hmm. The one thing they normally are pretty good at is putting on an event. They're really pretty good at putting on an event, yeah. whether it be the College World Series, whether it be the National NCAA Championships for Wrestling. We're talking about March Madness. I think the ladies getting the March Madness tag and all that stuff was That's tremendous. Yep. The crowds were out of sight in Minneapolis. Uh, despite the controversy with Bridgeport, the game was one of the best games you'd ever want to see with NC State and UConn. Men or women this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, So I, I think as a whole – as I say all the time, uh, the one thing I want from sports, uh, and I'm saying this whether I'm hosting SiriusXM or doing the ACC thing, I want to be entertained. Right. There's nothing worse than for what we do and prepping for games and trying to entertain you guys to set the stage. You turn the game on, you get a dud. There, that's the, That stinks. That wasn't the case for March Madness. And I uh, thought it was outstanding. By the way, Mark, we don't have crowds at Augusta. We have patrons. Uh, that would be true. Uh, but I'm going to be on the couch with hounds, all right? So what, what do you call that? Bum? No. No, you're a spectator. You're watching. All right. Yeah. So, I'm, listen, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, it's just great to see crowds back involved mm-hmm. I agree again. with that. Same thing with the Super Bowl, the whole routine. It's just been cool to kind of get back into the flow of what we do, Yeah, what we love. It is going to be interesting to watch. Now, again, the volatility – of college basketball is much more pronounced than college football. We agree with that? I think they're both in a state of flux. But in terms of the rosters, because you're only 13 scholarships, it can be much more pronounced with basketball than it is with football in some cases. Well, I think you can have a, a much larger impact, but I think football is going through it too. Okay. My point being this, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and see kind of how this March, as you said, March matters. It's going to be interesting to see how this March carries over for the ACC because the public flogging that the league took in January after not a great November, December was vehement and a lot, but the league recovered, and it recovered nicely into February and then really finished strong in this month. 
There was nobody nationally that thought the ACC would get three in the Elite Eight and two in the Final Four. Just it wasn't in anybody's cards. So the league cashed in and maximized the three weeks of the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. The women's side delivered, quite frankly. I thought I thought the women's side got our expectations. Would we have liked to have had two women's teams in the Final Four? Absolutely. Maybe three even. But we had a quality representation in Sweet 16 from the ACC on the women's side. And, and of course, you had NC State and Louisville advance to the Elite Eight and one go to the Final Four. But the dynamic of what men's basketball been in the ACC changed in about a 60-day span. And I think it's going to be interesting to watch that trampoline effect going forward of what this will do the, the way we think about the ACC, whether it be coaches, whether it be players, transfer in, transfer out. Remember last year was called, C.L. Brown talked to us about this six, seven weeks ago, transfers out as not as many transfers in. And while we acknowledge all the landscape issues college basketball has, portal, all those things, remember we still got the COVID year out there for another two years, Mark. We've got COVID bonus years if guys want to in, in, in take advantage of that. Some have, some won't. But I'm curious to see what the impact for the ACC is going to be going forward. And we mentioned those new coaches four years and less in the last hour. I hope, uh, and I'm going to now speak not necessarily to fans as much as opposed to media oh, talking heads. Okay. Uh, perhaps back-to-back years we should all learn a lesson. Now, I'm going to speak now as if I'm doing the SiriusXM radio show, not sure. just an ACC perspective. Right. The last two years in the men's tournament, we've seen two leagues – get absolutely thrown off the edge of the cliff in the regular season. Right. Last year, it was the Pac-12. This year, it was the ACC. Get Mm -hmm. absolutely destroyed by the media. Right. Those two leagues, the reason I bring them up is because both of those leagues in back-to-back years changed the narrative in one month. Mm -hmm. In one month. The Pac-12 did it a year ago. The ACC did it this year. Just a note to all of us talking head idiots. This is true in football as well. It's not just basketball. Right. Before you decide to bury a coach, team, or a league, because everybody wants to do it first. Everybody wants to do their hot take. Hey, did you see what I put on Twitter? 280 characters of first. Right. Everybody wants to do their hot take on Twitter, right? right? Perhaps you just need to let it breathe a little. And I know we're not very good in the media at doing that, letting things breathe. The, The story will eventually be written. Right. And maybe just maybe all of us can learn a lesson moving forward as we kind of transition into spring sports, football, spring, all that great stuff. Yeah. That when we get into 22 fall and a team or a league gets off to a lousy start, you know, hey, that league stinks. They can't do this or the exact opposite. Man, it's the best league. It's the best team I've ever seen. We've heard how many times have we heard that in the last couple of years? Yeah. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, you look back and go, man, how could I have been so wrong about something, right? I mean, it happens all the time. So the point of it is you kind of let this thing breathe. That basketball season is a long year. Just because you may lose your first game in college football in week one or week two doesn't mean you can't win a conference title. You can't get to a college football playoff. You can't be a factor and go to a major bowl. It happens almost every year. Right. And there'll be crazy hype on teams. It's just what we do in the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of drives me crazy, to be honest with you. It's like, man, I don't like you just asked me a second ago about recruiting rankings and 
ACC teams for next year in basketball. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. what does a roster look like? What happens with the transfer portal? But we just saw this happen for this league that we cover in men's basketball where this conference, who's got the best tradition, the best history of anybody, and that's not even a debate. That's not a hot take. That's just what it is. And it got absolutely drugged through the mud all season long. And in March, this league, the standard that it is, right. said, guess what? Script is not written. No. Much like Hubert Davis, the script was not there. Written. There's a final chapter to a season. Let's see how it plays out. Well, just saying. And for the Tar Heels last night, it did not end the way they wanted, but at the same time, their statement was made. Kansas captured the national championship last night in New Orleans, 72 to 69. Carolina had a 15 point halftime lead. Really a tale of two halves, in all honesty. Kansas got an early lead. Carolina battled back. Jayhawks went scoreless from the floor. They only had six points in the last seven minutes or something like that of the first half. Carolina saw then Kansas do exactly what they did a week ago Sunday against Miami. A fast and furious start to the second half. Jayhawks got in transition. They got stops defensively, and they end up beating the Tar Heels 72-69. Uh, to 69. It is the largest comeback from a halftime deficit in – championship game history here's a look at the splits uh carolina 40 points in the first half 36 percent from the floor see that is the cautionary tale when you dive the numbers and then the second half under 30 percent 17 percent from three the margin was minus 18 that computes to a three-point win you go to the second half stats kansas shot 58 percent they were 19 of 33 from the floor but they only had 17 rebounds. Carolina, 11 of 40, 27.5%. 27.5%. They out-rebounded Kansas by 11 in the second half. But Carolina also had eight second-half turnovers to the Jayhawks, three. Tar Heels finished with 13 turnovers last night. Intriguing ball game if you didn't have a vested interest. But as we said in hour one, most people watching the network this morning probably did have a vested interest and who they wanted to win, be it Kansas or Carolina, because I know some guys in the league were probably pulling for the Jayhawks. But nonetheless, an entertaining and really refreshing game to watch from a title game perspective. It wasn't a runoff. It was a hotly contested game. Both had surges. And at the end, Carolina had shot to get it to overtime with four seconds left. And the irony during the game in the second half, going to a TV uh, break, the game's tied at 57. Yeah. And if you've watched us at all, we've yeah. discussed North Carolina and Kansas. Arguably one of the best championship games ever yeah. was the 1957 game between Carolina and Kansas, yeah. which, again, Will Chamberlain, triple overtime, and here they are tied at 57. And one other stat which caught my eye this morning, early this morning, is that prior to last night, North Carolina had been 46-0 and 0 at halftime in NCAA tournament games when leading by double digits. 46-0. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're now 46-1. and 1. Yep. How about that? Yep. Crazy. Uh, I want to replay that last sequence, the Caleb Love shot, and we put it on the screen if we can. I want you to watch the right side of the screen and watch Brady Manick. Tripped. Because Caleb Love had the option. Watch Manick. He trips coming out off the screen. And then never regains his balance, and Love has to force the shot up with time expiring. The what-if game, right, Pac? Well, even if he doesn't trip, you know, he looked like he's going to get covered. You know, and Caleb Love, let's be honest, man, yeah. 
Anybody making bigger shots than this dude for North Carolina this year? And I know he didn't have a great shooting night last night, but he's the kind of guy that can go off in a millisecond. So, again, it was a great basketball game. And you Thoroughly see the, entertaining to see watch. See the tweet from Brady Manning. Just want to th- say thank you to Coach Davis, my teammates, the entire staff, and every Brady Manning fan out there. This year was unbelievable, and I got to experience some of the greatest moments a basketball player could ask for. I am and will forever be a Tar Heel. Uh, Brady Manick in one year did as much as any four-year guy in some respects that Carolina's had just from his impact not only on the floor, but his willingness to accept kind of the stage that Carolina basketball plays on. I mean, how many Brady Manick shirts did we see in New Orleans? Bunch. Right? And mask, beards, the whole yeah. bit. Yeah, the whole bit. Um, but good for him. And how many times have we talked about, and you've said this, I know significant number, guys maximizing the college experience as grad transfers, right? Yep. All you need to know about Brady Manick is what Hubert Davis said about him about three weeks ago. That it was an honor to coach a guy like that, and he yep. wished he had him for, for longer. That's all you need. When you hear a coach make that comment, forget about a media member, what we think. Right. But when the coach who sees this guy every day puts in the work behind the scenes, when a coach says it, it's all you need to know about a player. Yeah. Um, Ten double, ten total players scored in double figures. Five total players with double doubles. There'd not been a single player with a double double in each of the previous five national championship games. That's the facts and filaments, so to speak. Here's Hubert Davis with Tracy Wolfson after the game. But I can't be more proud of the group that I just coached this year. I told them that I desperately wanted them to have experiences and stories and testimonies of their own and along the ride they added more stories and testimonies and memories for me as a coach and for that I'm thankful and uh, you know the second half their uh, their pressure just bothered us they just stepped it up on both ends of the floor we couldn't get anything going on the offensive end and their persistence to get to the paint whether it's through penetration or post put our guys in a foul trouble and you know, we're not that deep, and they just wore us down. And I felt like we got back into the game and we had a chance. We're always in those situations all year. So I, I told them it should be a place of, of peace and confidence, and they were. Just tonight, we came up short. They made more plays down the stretch than we did. Hmm. It's tough, man. Put oh, that yeah. kind of effort in there and put somebody sticks a microphone in your face. What do you think, Coach? I mean, it's a tough spot. Finality of it is, yeah. in this event in particular, and I've talked about it a little bit in the last yeah. three weeks, the finality of it is harsh. And it when it gets to that stage, it's much more pronounced. But even when it happens like round one or round two, whatever the case may be, the end is the end. Um, and there's no sugarcoating the end. Um, but congratulations to Carolina. Great year. Um, and a good ACC season, too. We'll talk about that. Uh, more coming up in this hour. On this date, Packer. Oh, no, Gordon Hayward. Oh, remember this? Yeah, it's a missed shot. It is a missed shot. Oh, there's George Lynch. Oh, man, that's – wow. How about that? We're back after this. Packer and Durham. Show 600 on ACC Network. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham on a Tuesday. 
Show number 600. Do not adjust your sets. We wear suits every 100 shows. We look good, shows. too. We look good. We look like... Uh, you look exceptionally well in your suit. I, I got to tell you, I, I had know. to go back and find an old suit. Did Is this I, the uh, old one? Oh, yeah. That, that, it's not the new one you bought a couple of years ago? I bought ago a couple new ones. Those are like wearing tarps, man. I'm down 42 pounds. Looking good, son. A lot of people compliment you down in New 42. Orleans for your work. Did not have any beignets. Which no, I, you did I'll well. be honest with you. I lost a pound in New Orleans at that. And that was including you and Brooks and I eating dinner at Mother's. Mother's is good. Wow. Legit. We wanted to go for breakfast yesterday, but we didn't have that VIP status. No. Nah, we we had couldn't to get talk on the road. ourselves out in front. We had to get on the road to the flight. Yeah. Found the old suit that I'd have to fit in it. Looks good. Pay for that suit, or is that part no, of the endorsement I, no, I package? No, no, this is Taylor Richardson Congress. Oh, them boys know what they're doing. Yeah, and you got your Jimmy Pataro one-year Disney pin that's on. It. That's right. That's the Disney celebrating. Pin. My that's by the way, it's my friend Jimmy. Chrissy, can about. we get a shot of the uh, Disney pin, the one-year celebratory pin? I'll stay still. They're, they're they're odd numbers. Odd numbers here. We may not see the five. <laughs> I think we get one at five. Well, of you course, haven't gotten one yet. I didn't period. get the one, and I've been three years. Yeah, right, here we go. Here it is. There Whoa, it is. look at that, huh? That is huh? the Disney pen. Kids, you can't get that on the street. From can't my get it from... friend Jimmy yeah. right there. Yeah, your friend Jimmy. That's right. That's it. ESPN president and chairman Jimmy Pitaro yeah. is your friend my Jimmy. My friend Jimmy. Yeah. Raced right by me to see Packer when we were at Duke. And then he says, uh, hey, I normally don't do this. Would you take a selfie with me? Uh, sure. Okay, Jimmy. Let's do it. Sure. Yeah. You know how much I love selfies? Oh, you're a big fan. My scale of interest in selfies on a 1 to 10 is is almost a 1. By the way, real small note before we get to on this date. Uh, we ran into a lot of folks in New Orleans, didn't we? We did. And, and thank you all for the kind comments about the show. We ran into Carolina fans, Duke fans, just folks who go to the Final Four who happen to be ACC fans. Appreciate your nice comments yeah. about the program. It's nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, all right. On this date, you know, here's the interesting thing about games. Sometimes you get to these uh, moments that we talk about, and there could have been a whistle call along the way to interrupt the moment, right? And this is two examples. You whining about refs again? No, I'm just pointing things out. We're going to go April 5th, 1993 first. Carolina beats Michigan 77-71 the title game. I got a funny story about this In game. New Orleans. In New Orleans at the Louisiana Superdome. Second straight year, Michigan's Fab Five loses in the title game. Long before Chris Weber is double-teamed by George Lynch and Derek Phelps, he travels with the ball. Blatant. I mean, two and a half steps without a dribble. Billy said it on the air. My dad said it on radio. America saw the travel. So the timeout in some ways is inconsequential, but nonetheless it happened. All right, there's that, right? Then, the other on this date in history. Wait a minute. Can I say something about Michigan real quick? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Seriously, and every time I see uh-huh. that clip or a highlight, yeah, there has never, and this is a hot take, there has never been a team. Right. There's never been a team. Hot take. Packer. That received more attention and hype than that club for never winning a thing. They never won a Big Ten championship. They never won a national championship. Did they change fashion? Absolutely. No question. Were they the cool kids on the block? Absolutely. I guess so. They were. They were but the cool kids. But as far as hardware, 
there's never been an NCAA men's basketball team that's received more attention than that crowd from Michigan, and they've got zero bling. Zero. Right. So every time I see that, I'm like, forget the timeout. Man, man Michigan, man, Chris Weber, out. They never won anything. You guys got a Big Ten title? Nah. But they were fast. They they changed the game. They were ahead of their time when it came to the big shorts, the black socks, the black yeah, shoes, fashion, the ball heads. Uh, they, they may never have been a better fashion team maybe than I, Al McGuire's Marquette Club from 500 years man, ago. They would have smoked name, image, and likeness. <laughs> they would have no, smoked Wes, it. no disrespect. They did. Because <laughs> well, they went that's on true. probation yeah, because yeah. they were getting paid. That's true. Yeah, they, they kind of did. Let's, they got some NIL Let's be money. transparent yeah. about it. I mean, Chris Weber's asked about, man, I couldn't even afford a pizza. No, well, you, no, you could yeah. actually afford to buy the pizza joint. joint. Yeah, yeah. Please. As it turns out, yeah. Please. They were name, image, and likeness before they, name, image, and likeness. So was SMU football. Yeah. So was yeah. Michigan basketball. Good point. They, they were doing name, image, and likeness before it was official. That's a good point. I, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. All right, so there's that play, right? Then there's this other play. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, hello. April 5th, 2010. Duke wins 61-59 to win the championship. Technically, Gordon Hayward rims out a shot. Now watch Kyle Singler, number 12, right here, right there. (laughs) Now that rimmed off. Singler gets whacked. I can't remember the kid's name right there, 54 for Butler, who stepped in the in the line of fire on Kyle Singler. That was some kind of game. That too. was a heck of a game. Man. That was a great game, wasn't it? The tournament produces, brother. I'm but, telling you, there's some classic moments. That was one of them. Matt Howard is the kid who steps in front of Kyle Singler. He kind of moves into Kyle Singler. So you could have called the travel on Weber. And you could have blown the whistle on Matt Howard. Gordon Hayward now, much like that shot, missing shots for the Hornets. I tell you one thing, Gordon Hayward's not having a problem with cash and checks. No doubt, it's worked out just fine. He's had a really good career. Yes, he has. After he finally got healthy, Jazz, Celtics, and now right here with the Queen City Bees. Got us in the playoffs, I think. Yeah, you're going to the playoffs. No. We gotta get lock it in there in a couple weeks not for you. Going to playoffs. Yeah, maybe go go to a playoff game. No, I'm busy. Hashtag yeah. not gonna be able to make that. All right. When we come back, uh quick check on spring sports. Got lots of things going on here as we work our way into the week. Don't forget all the football games we've got coming up this weekend for you too. Might as well check in on the Cavaliers and whew, our hero, Charlotte North. Look at that shot. We'll check in on Wonder Woman of Women's Lacrosse and more. Packer and Durham 600 continues next on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Hey, folks. Women's lacrosse coming up Thursday night, 7 o'clock. We'll take you to Blacksburg. Number seven, Duke. Headed up to meet the Hokies at uh, Thompson Field. We'll have it for you right here on ACC Network and streaming live on the ESPN app. Spring is in the air. Masters week, spring football, lacrosse, softball, baseball, rowing. You go down the whole list there. 
It's, it's go time. Yeah. Cool time of the year, man. Well, we're getting the championships here at the end of the month, too. Yep. Then on into May. Then we get to May. It's time for uh, spring meetings. Time for spring meetings. Mm. See what else is going on here, huh? You know what else happens in May? What's that? Adios, amigos. <laughs> no, no. No, no. You start speaking Italian. You don't speak that, Spanish. No, that, that, what I just gave you, yeah. was my version of Lamar Jackson's uh, Italian. Heisman winner. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Giving uh, you Italian. All right. Let's check the spring sports here. We've been uh, keeping you posted as best we can through all the uh, fervor of the Final Four with uh, baseball. And here's a look at the ACC teams in the D1 Baseball Top 25. The uh, the big Wahoo machine in Charlottesville. They are hitting the baseball. 25-3, and three, third in the country. Uh, Gino Damari's got Miami at 21 and six. Dan McDonald's team, 21 and seven. Louisville's been playing well, but then yep. Pitt got him over the weekend. They so certainly figured. did. That's right. Uh, Link Jarrett and the Irish at 13. Fresh off of sweeping Florida State. That's correct. And Florida State, 16-11 is 20th. Elliott Avent, 21. North Carolina, Scott Forbes team is 22. So seven teams in the D1 baseball. Uh, That's the most of anybody playing on the yep. diamond. Go figure. ACC and baseball. I've been uh, following Aaron Fitz' Twitter timeline. You know he He's does a great dude. Yep, man. He knows his job. stuff. Sure does. And we're kind of talking about the, the checks and balances. Some of this changes every year. Some of it doesn't change, right? And one of the things that has changed this year is the story playing out at Virginia because Brian O'Connor's team pack, as you know, has been always regarded as one of the best pitching teams in the country. They're still very fine in that category. But the way they're putting up runs and the way they're scoring uh, and getting to 25-3 and three is really – they're averaging 11.1 runs per game, most in the country. Yeah, Jake Geloff, he was on with us uh, last yeah. week. He now leads the country in going yard. Uh, they're fun to watch, man. They're explosive. Yeah. Crazy. By the way, Ben Metzinger of Louisville and uh, Tommy White of NC State have 12 home runs. So it's not like they're lost in this. Tony Bennett needs to find out what's going on with the baseball team and drink from the same water bottle. Listen to you. Seriously. I mean, Come Virginia on. basketball this year couldn't score. These dudes, all they do is score. Yeah. By the way, Metzinger hits no doubters, by the way. That ball got hit all the way back out over to Com Ave. Yeah, that over one the top on of the, the dorm. park bench oh. across the street. There's Tommy Tanks. You don't talk about somebody that didn't get cheated. Yeah. NC State taking two of three against Clemson over the weekend. Lost the first one, won the last two on the go. road. Virginia won two of three against Georgia Tech. So there you go. Uh, Jack Hurley of Virginia Tech, by the way, fourth in the country at 453. And Virginia Tech, as I mentioned yesterday, first time ever, first time since Dirt, won a series against North Carolina on the road. Yeah. The Heels had won 17 straight at home yep. before the Hokies got them. There you go. Um, all right. Off to softball. Now, some of you have been hitting us up on Twitter. We have been able to try and keep uh, abreast of it best we can. You got four teams in the ESPN.com USA Softball Top 25. Florida State is three. Virginia Tech is five. Duke and Clemson, two programs, what, five years or less? Yep. Duke won the ACC championship yep. last year. Yep, they're Great 10th. Story. John Rittman's team, 16 at Tigertown. Uh, so, new and old faces leading the way. First of all, Michaela Edenfield of uh, 
Florida State leads the ACC and is tied fifth nationally with 15 home runs. Keely Rochard doing her thing at Virginia there, Tech. There, thank you. That's the part. Let's get a look at Michaela, though, because look at that laser. Yeah. I mean, here's a freshman stepping into the lineup for a proven commodity pack, right? Well, Florida State, Lonnie, of course, she just won her 800th game yeah. the other day, celebrated yeah. that milestone, and she's not stopping in terms of the win department. All That's right. a team that can win it all, there's yeah. no doubt. So you got her 15th, 5th nationally. Now, pitching-wise, this is where we were going. Catherine Sandercock of Florida State, one of the nation's best. Her, uh, She was fantastic a year ago in Oklahoma City. She leads the ACC with a 1.02 ERA and 110 innings, okay? Now, here's who Packer was talking about. Our girl, Keely Rochard, right? A 105 ERA. She's tied for fifth nationally. 179 strikeouts. Top three nationally in strikeouts, wins, and shutouts each of the last two years. So it's a wrap when three walks to the circle. Good night. Holy smokes. Sleep tight. Don't let the How many no-hitters has Virginia Tech thrown already, by the way? I don't know. Seemingly, we we get hit up on Twitter about every time. It seems like every third or fourth day they throw a no-hitter. Well, you mentioned you know Duke won last year's ACC right. championship. We all had the anticipation, hey, Clemson, Florida State. That's it. We haven't seen them in the regular season. We'll see them when they get – nuh-uh. Yeah. It was Duke that won it all. And, of course, you got Valerie Cagle doing her thing at Clemson. That's it. Uh, there's some stars in this league with softball. There's yep. no question. Uh, Virginia Tech had two no-hitters in one day, by the way, over the weekend. Slack, couldn't get three. <laughs> I don't think they played three. All right, men's lacrosse. Now, this is a little bit of the transitive nature of, of where the ACC is. This league is good. You see the teams inside a lacrosse pole, 7, 13, 15, 16. But there have been some slow starts here. Well, the Hoos over the weekend uh, gave us a curveball because they were number two in the country they until lost they to lost Richmond. to unranked Richmond out yeah. of nowhere. Uh, well, to be honest with you, we've gotten so spoiled in national That's rankings it. when it comes to men's lacrosse because we're normally like, well, we're number one, we're number two, we're number four, we're number five, we're number eight, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So uh, a little different looking at some double-digit figures here, but yeah. nevertheless, still the quality of the league is uh, pretty good, well, always has been. Notre Dame's three and four. All of their losses are to teams in the top nine of the rankings. Uh, so keep an eye on those guys. Carolina, really young, uh, young team. You mentioned the loss to Duke. Chris Gray, of course, great player in this league. Uh, and Gary Gate is in his first year with, uh, with Syracuse. They're unranked, but they've had moments, including beating Duke. But Lars Tiffany and the Cavaliers, the highest ranked ACC team and trying to win a third straight title pack. Got a shot. But uh, it's gonna, they're going to have to play better than they did over the weekend. Th- yep. That Richmond effort will not get it done. That's not acceptable yeah. for Lars Tiffany. So we're going to uh, – we'll be keeping an eye on uh, on Lax as we move forward and talking to the experts, as they say, right? Carcaterra and Cotter and some of the others will get us caught up on that. And Dana Boyle, of course, does a marvelous job keeping us locked in on women's lacrosse. Now, there we need to go. Six teams are ranked in the top 24 – Carolina is one, Boston College is two, Syracuse four, Duke seven, Virginia 16, Notre Dame is 18, Mark. And when you talk about the Tar Heels and Eagles, they've already played once this year. Carolina won at Chestnut Hill. 
they kind of stand above the rest here, it feels like. Well, we've already had the great showdown with North Carolina and BC once, and uh, suspect we'll probably see that game at least another time, yep. if not more. Would not surprise me at all. And, of course, anytime BC is playing, I'm just going to tell you, when we do a promotion that Boston College women's lacrosse is on ACC Network, grab your popcorn because I guarantee you you are going to be entertained with the exploits of Charlotte North, who is un stoppable offensively in fact we told this story briefly i think yesterday over the weekend prior to our show from new orleans we introduced uh let's see joel berry luke hancock and carlos boozer to charlotte north yep and when they saw that right there they were like, wait a second. Yeah, Luke Hancock was like, whoa, 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 what was that all <laughs> what about? What was said, that I all said, about? that's every time yeah. she plays. Yep. She's unbelievable. She is unbelievable. Superstar. Uh, Charlotte North, by the way, second most goals all time, 323. She is 18 shy of the record. Uh, Jamie Ortega, by the way, of North Carolina, should never be lost in this conversation. Right. She also has over 300 career goals at 307, third most all time. And both have been guests on the program. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, real quick check. We'll show you these other sports uh, as we get to break here. This is the way uh, things kind of look. Men's golf. North Carolina's off to a great start. Women's golf. Wake Forest in women's golf has just gone about their business, haven't they? Holy smokes. Men's tennis. The Deacons in the top ten. Carolina number one on the ladies' side. What's up with the rowing rankings? Not available. What, what does that mean? They've not been revealed yet. Well, let's let's come up with them. Come on, man. Virginia's number one. I told you. Anytime the Hoos are in the water, they're a team to beat. <laughs> Miami and Duke. Who's in H2O? Forget it. Lead the country in men's How and women's outdoor track rankings? and fields. we got to have rowing rankings. We have all these goofy preseason, way, way, way too early nonsense things. We, can, we don't have any rowing rankings? Please. <laughs> Do we have to do this ourselves? Oh, no. Huh? No, no. Are we going to no, do accounting? No, no. no For rowing? No. What's no. wrong with you? No. Well, you are, you are we just are not a not. team player at all. We, I am a team player. Well, let's do it. But No, no. We're going to find somebody to help us with rowing rankings. I just we told you. We are not going to act as if we Who know. Who dominates them? rowing in the ACC? Virginia. All right. Well, great. They're number one. Right. What's the problem? Clemson is hosting the rowing championship. I am well aware on Friday, May 13th, that what is goes correct. on. What I, I get Lake Harbor. I understand how that – that's my universe. Yes. But Virginia's number one. Okay. So do you want to take over the ace, the Packer and Durham ACC rowing rankings? Sure. Okay. I mean, we don't have them. I mean, who's sound asleep at the wheel there? We can do that. I don't know. I'm not – got to start doing some homework on that, though. Okay. But Virginia's won. So, so here's the deal. Month, or Friday, you want to release your rowing rankings on Friday? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, there we go, boys. Get ready. Because I do need to do some homework. What are you shaking your head for? You're not going to do it. We walked ourselves right no, into you, this. No, no, it's not we. No, you. I, I have. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Ladies and I gentlemen. I feel compelled to do that. The voice of authority and trust when you think of ACC rowing. I'll do that. I've told you. You know, when Dan Radakovich was the athletic director at Clemson before going down to Miami, I yeah. asked him if I Does could. Do you have rowing there, by the way? I don't think so at Miami. They ought to. They got more <laughs> water than anybody down there in Miami. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I thought of? But I asked Radakovich if I could get on one of those those rowing boats. Yeah. 
And he looked at me like, no, I don't think that's possible right. for you, Packer. Yeah. Kind of dismissed it immediately. I was yeah, like, well, our feelings were Along with bit. the Clemson house sign, which he got out of town before you had to resolve well, we, that. He's out of the, I mean, We don't have to worry about that you anymore. You're going to lean on Neff for no, that now? No, Ryan Kovich got other problems. Okay. He's down there in Miami now. Well, you know what I thought of over the weekend? I'm surprised that it, you haven't taken it up with Dan to uh, pursue beach volleyball as a sport again well, in Miami. It, well, I, he needs to get settled first. See, I like what Miami's doing with their football. I like what Coach Cristobal is doing with his staff. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And, and football well, in Miami's got to get cranked yeah. for this. I've, I, mean, I wish I had a dollar every time I've said this on the air. Miami football's got to be good for the league. Yeah. So, you know, Dan needs to concentrate on Coach Cristobal. I love the staff they put together. Right. Kind of curious to see what the spring looks like. Yeah. You know, that needs to be done first. Then we'll worry about getting beach volleyball at Miami. <laughs> When we come back, and I'll handle the rowing since we're, you want no part of it. <laughs> Friday's show, rowing rankings. Who can wait? Virginia's one. I'm just tell you, I'm just write that Appreciate. down. When any of your multicolored pens over there, and whatever color you pick, doesn't matter to me. Appreciate the early insight into the rowing rankings. When we come back, somebody's got to do the how, work. How about some early insight into next year's ACC basketball? I already on the told you, I have no side. idea. Let's go to the next. Well, we're going to start talking about it. We got trivia too. What are we doing? No, we're not doing trivia. Good. We're back after this. Packer and Durham. Can you believe it? Show six hundred. We'll have some thoughts on that in the nine o'clock hour too. Back after this. The Packer and Durham podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Don't forget, it's a full Saturday of ACC spring football for you. We'll get you started at 11 a.m. The uh, Jay McGillis uh, spring game at Boston College. Dave O'Brien, Rocky Boyman, Kelsey Riggs will be there. Then it's off to Clemson after that. Uh, Roy Philpott, Eric McLean, the coveted invite. Katie George will be there. Tom Luganbill and uh, Taylor Davis join me in Chapel Hill for Carolina. Then at 5 o'clock, Florida State, Bill Roth, Forrest Connolly, Larisha Harris. 7 o'clock, NC State Pack. You ready there? Uh, we'll get the Wolfpack spring game underway. Abby Labar will be on the sideline there. Um, great crew with uh, Charles Arbuckle involved. And then at 9 o'clock, the Pittsburgh spring game wraps things up for us. And that's Chris Cotter, Rini Angolia, and... Don Davenport. Will there be a test of uh, broadcast crews at these no. games afterwards? No, these folks are all excited, though, to be out on the road and getting to spring games and visiting these campuses. Um, i got to be down in Clemson on Friday. Is that the all-in? Uh, Dabo's all-in ball. Yeah. It's Friday night. I'm going to see the Tiger head coach next Tuesday night in Greensboro. Look forward to that. What's going on there? Uh, Fred Barakat dinner. Annual event with the Greensboro Sports Foundation. Dabo and I will visit for a little while looking forward to that um by the way if you just joined us friday mark packer will reveal his acc rowing rankings yeah, important uh by the way the north carolina i was just checking here the uh north carolina's second varsity four is the reigning acc crew of the week for their efforts at the Virginia Invitational. The crew of the week was in New Orleans <laughs> producing all of our stuff at ACC Network. That was the crew of the week. I'm, I'm telling you, that we had people everywhere. 
Right. I never saw Katie George. I know she was down in New Orleans. Katie was there. Yeah. I did a ESPN radio interview with Katie George. But you that never she saw. She was her. hosting. I never saw Katie never saw in five Katie days. George. Wow. I think we we're at the same hotel, weren't we? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Never saw him. Yeah. Saw Dallin Cuff yesterday as we were leaving. Yeah, he, he was, was going, going out for a, a workout run. or something. Yeah. yeah. Good to see him. Never saw. Him. All right. Uh, just so you know, give you a little grease pad here on this, okay? It's grease pad. What are you talking about? Just give about? you a little boilerplate for your rowing right You don't need to help me. Well, I, I mean, I would give you Justin Wilson, who covers rowing for the Atlantic Coast Conference office, has been nice enough to send us the row2k.com poll. Do you know there are three AC? Need, first of all, I don't need row2k. I'm going to give you the Pac-Man rowing rankings. So you don't want me to tell you Go Virginia's ahead. 11, Duke yourself, is 12. You're trying to influence me. It's not going Syracuse to is 14. Clemson, Notre Dame, and Louisville receiving votes. Great. That's true. Nice. It means right. nothing until we come out with ours on Friday. Five AC, six ACC schools in rowing. There you go. I may even have a sweet 16 for you. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I won't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Friday, sit tight for that. Mark Packer, Mark Packer's exclusive ACC rowing accounting? No. Okay. No, don't don't try to be creative. Okay, I, I'll sorry. handle this. All right. I'll handle this. All right. Is you it just too read. Is it too early to look at basketball next year? Yes, it is. Okay. What's the next segment? <laughs> well, let's look at What have I told you about? What have I said I, a year give ago? Give me a we roster. About this. Show me a roster. And I said, "Why do you worry about such stuff? You don't even know what a roster looks like. So how are you going to rank anything?" Well, because- I will be more Let me tell you something. I will be more accurate Friday with ACC rowing rankings than anything you can spew about next year's men's or women's basketball teams right. because I can at least tell you what the rowing roster looks like today for a ranking, and you can't tell me anything about what Duke or Miami or Virginia Tech looks like that's fair. next year. Is yeah, that that's fair? fair. Well, and it's true because of course it's true. I'm sitting here looking at some of the lists that have been put together online about who was in the portal from ACC schools or maybe who's coming to a certain ACC school via the portal. What does NC State look like today? this second? What is N- NC State was the worst team in the league yeah. this year in men's basketball. Would you agree with that? Yes. They have five players that I think Darion Sebron and Terquavian Smith have declared for right. the NBA. So what what it, so, so they're in the draft with the option to come back. So and three players are in the portal. So my question to you is on April the fifth, since that's what today is sure. during this segment, what can you tell me about NC State basketball next year? They're gonna need some players. Right. That's so all how would you rank them today? You can't. You can't. Uh, rest my case, Judge. I'm done. Yeah. So can here, we have NC State take on LSU? If NC State today be some walk-ons played LSU in my backyard, right? How could we could we have enough guys to have a team? Forget two teams. You mean five on five? Yeah. LSU against no, NC State, NC State today, this morning. If NC I called State, Kevin I, Keats and said, "Hey, they have five. Put guys. everybody on your team in a van." Come over to the house. Yeah. And I called whoever LSU's new coach is. Matt McMahon. Great, Matt. Put everybody. Appalachian State guy. Great. Awesome. You get your guys in the van. Come over to the house. Let's go play a pickup game. Could we have 10 guys on the court? NC State would have five. Right. I didn't ask you that. LSU, 
Now, I mean, here's the story. Now, I'm a, this is seriously how crazy this is, right? It was reported yesterday that two or three Murray State players are coming with McMahon from Murray to LSU. Okay, There's three. Okay, and three walk-ons, so they'd have six. Great. Let's play. Okay, there now, you go. Now, we're supposed to read anything about way, way, way too early polls. When you, sure. When I'm giving you examples of this, hey, come on, man. You, you're not going to know anything about anybody until at least October. Right. And then it's going to be speculation. Yeah. Let's be honest of what it is. So it, it is completely volatile and irrelevant, but nonetheless, here it is. <laughs> Not in that um, order, by the way. Yeah. ACC teams in the way too early rankings. Oh, for crying out Carolina loud. five, me, Duke six. What, what is that? Every, it's Jeff Borzello. What is next in line? <laughs> what, what, wait a minute. I just ragged rowing, not available. What is that? Virginia. Hey, what are you guys ranked in the way, way, way too early? Uh, we're next. In, we're NIL. Is that name, image, likeness? No, no, no. That's next in line. What in the world is that ranking? You're talking about a, a bunch of fluff. Hey, Jeff, you're great. We've had you on the show. But, dude, let's write about something a little more, I don't know, relevant than, hey, I got Virginia next in line. All right. We were next in line at Mother's yesterday for breakfast. <laughs> What is that? In a car going by the restaurant. Oh, come on. This whole thing is a joke. All right. Then let's go to the women because this may be a little oh, more yeah, let's applicable. let's do the women because I'm sure it's all solidified. All right. right. We know what a roster looks like. Well, there. and Notre Dame's nine, Carolina 11, Louisville 14, uh, Virginia Tech 15, and NC State 16. Can we get to the top of the hour? <laughs> we're getting there. We're closing time. in on it. Everybody, We're wasting people's time with this nonsense. Way too early. I am so sick of the way too early okay. stuff. Okay. You know what that is? We're so lazy as journalists that we just need to fill, is yeah. what that means. Kind of what we're doing right now. So we're there filling. You next in line. <laughs> what are you ranked? Did you receive votes? No, I'm really bummed out. I'm next in line. What is that? That is the worst I've ever seen. It's kind seen. of the next four out. No, I'll rest my case again, Judge. <laughs> I haven't been wrong yet this morning. Sorry, Bracketology. First in, first out. What? Come on, let's oh. move on. Power hour on please. shows. Power let's hour on show six hundred uh, features Seth Greenberg coming up bottom of the hour. Next line. Eight four four. Say ACCN for your thoughts on this year in ACC basketball and last night's tough title game for Carolina. It's Packer and Durham.